0: This podcast is a production of Journey, a church community, inspiring people to live big. For more information, please visit cincyjourney.org. Well, good morning. My name is Joe Merrick, I'm the lead pastor here at Journey, and we are thrilled that you are here with us today. We want to say thank you to Daniel and uh, for doing a great job leading us this morning. A couple of things I want to make sure that we talk about before we get into our talk for today, uh, two really, and uh, number one is if you did not see the news email uh, this last Friday, I want to make sure that you all hear me say thank you. We had a big uh, push in November. We had some matching dollars. We wanted to raise $5,000 that we could turn into $10,000. And uh, we raised $5,200 in the month of November, which means uh, $10,200 all together. That's more than a quarter of the way to our kind of overarching goal of $40,000. And so we just want to pause and celebrate that. We want to say thank you to you for for jumping in and uh, being a part of that and uh, believing in what we are doing here at Journey. Uh, The second thing I want to make sure that we talk about this morning is uh, if you have not already, if you would reach into the seat back in front of you, what you're going to find there is a Connect card. Uh, The Connect card is just this great, uh, important piece of information uh, for us as a church to have. Uh, Yes, if you are new especially, we would love for you to uh, fill out the front of the card and give us some of that information. If you did, that, we would send you a uh, just a thank you gift in the mail this week. Uh, but even more than that, on that card, you can uh, communicate prayer requests. You can communicate decisions that you've made. Maybe you want to volunteer in a particular area or, or uh, get involved in something else. That's the place uh, to make sure you do that. So uh, with that, uh, I hope you will take a moment today uh, to fill that card out. And then after you got to fill it out, you can drop it in the offering bags, uh, which will go by at the end of our time together. Or if you miss those, no worries, there's some baskets in the back of the church. With that, let me pause and just Pray for us. God, we, we say thank you this morning for uh, this time. This time where we can come together as a church. We know that that is a privilege and an honor that you bestow on us, God. It, it, we pray and say thank you for this time where we can push out all the distractions All the things that kind of pull us away from being focused in on you, God. And in this moment, in this hour, we can think of what's truly important in life. You. Help us this morning, God. Help us to do that. To focus in on what you have to say to us. Every single person here gathered in this place, God, you have a message for. Open our hearts, our minds to hear that message. In your name we pray, amen. Hey, as uh, we were just getting started this morning, one of the things that I oftentimes like to do is not sing for a moment. And I like to just listen and to hear you sing and to think about the words that we are uh, declaring together. And I was just thinking especially about that first song. It says, name above all names, to hear, uh, to hear us sing that and to think about what does that mean in your life? What does that mean? How do you live that out? What does it mean that God's name is above all other names. Here's just a couple of things that I was thinking about. I hope that maybe uh, when you're singing these songs, uh, you think about the words that you're, you're singing. But name above all names, God's name being above all main names, means that there's no name, no word that has more influence in my life. What a great thing to be able to say about ourselves. Nothing has more influence in my life. What about at work? There's there's no title that's more important to me than being a follower of Jesus. No title's more important. No person, no name you want to be associated with more than the name of Jesus. Some just incredibly wonderful thoughts this morning as we get started. Well, hey, we are uh, starting a brand new series here called The Light Has Come. And as you can tell uh, from the decorations on the stage, from uh, the busyness at the stores, from the increased task list that you and I both now carry, it's that Christmas season. That Christmas season, I don't know what that means for you. Maybe that means you organize an office uh, party or a family get-together, or maybe it's your job to have the best Christmas decorations on the block. I don't know what that means for you, but for here, uh, for us here at Journey, what Christmas in this season means is we get to focus. Focus. We get to focus in on what really, truly matters, on who really, truly matters. We get to focus in on Jesus. And not just focus in on him, but on how and why he came to earth, the celebration of his birth. We've got some really exciting plans for uh, this Christmas series. The light has come, and I want to make sure you know about just a couple of them. Number one, this week and for the rest of the series, we're going to be focusing in on the Gospel of John. There are four Gospels in uh, the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Uh, This year, we're going to be focusing in on John. So if you're doing some reading this week, this Christmas season. Maybe you could spend some extra time reading John. The best way to kind of think about a gospel is it's a different uh, view, a different kind of lens, a different perspective on the life of Jesus. That's what we hear about in the gospels, the life of Jesus. And we get some different views in the Bible. And so this month, we're going to be focusing on John's view. So we'll look at that in just a few minutes. But make sure uh, as you're doing some reading this month that you're looking at the Gospel of John as well. The second thing I want to make sure that you uh, know about is already in your program. So if you want to uh, pull that out and take a look, I want to talk about the spontaneous uh, Christmas Christmas pageant happening on December twenty. Third. Now, you might not know what that means, uh, and that's okay. It's something new. We love to try new things here. And so we're really excited about this. It's going to be our big push this Christmas season. Uh, it's a time for you to invite a friend, a family member, somebody to come along with you and experience this because it's a thing you're not going to want to miss. My, my favorite line in um, the uh, explanation inside our program is, this year, Journey is bringing to life the story of Christmas with the help of our kids without the headache. So what that means is on December 23rd, you can bring your kids, your grandkids, your neighbors, uh, their friends, whoever you can uh, get in the car with you to come You show up just a few minutes early, and uh, you'll get, uh, the kids will get to be put in a costume, they'll do kind of a reader's theater, we'll have some narrators, it'll be a fun, interactive event, and uh, they'll get to share a part, and you don't have to come to months of practices to make that happen. Can we clap about that? That's, that's a good thing! It's going to be a lot of fun, and we want to make sure you know about it, you're excited about it, and you're sharing it with others, because it really truly is just a, a special time to get to participate in the story, to kind of see the story of Jesus come to life, something that uh, so many of us will read this Christmas. we get to see it come to life and get to be a part of that story. It's going to be a little bit of chaos, We're going to say that's okay. All right. Uh, Some things will get uh, jumbled around. It's going to be fine. Uh, We're going to enjoy that day uh, immensely. So please uh, be thinking about who you can bring with you to participate uh, with us in that spontaneous Christmas program. Okay, with that shared, let me just jump into our topic today and tell you what we're going to talk about. We're going to be talking about uh, the immense, immeasurable love Jesus has for us and the lengths he goes, the, the distance he goes to demonstrate that to us. I don't know about you, but I love stories of travel. If I'm going to read a book, uh, and it's just for me, just for fun, nine times out of ten, it's uh, some kind of adventure tale, some kind of story about a travel going to a, a new land, discovering a new place. Uh, one of my favorites in the last couple of years was a story called The Endurance, and it's the story of Ernest Shackleton's attempt to cross Antarctica back in 1914. He and his team, they build this incredible boat. It gets stuck in an iceberg. The, the ice closes around it, and it squeezes the boat until it breaks in half. It had uh, uh, walls that were two and three feet thick of wood, and the ice was so strong, it crushes the boat, and they're kind of, they're, they're left, they're stranded on these icebergs, going from one to the next in a little dinghy, and they have to save themselves. It takes three years. It's this incredible story. The story that I, I'm reading right now is called uh, Undaunted Courage. It's the story of Lewis and Clark in 1804 and exploring the West, exploring the West. Shackleton traveled 800 miles to rescue his crew in this tiny dinghy. Lewis and Clark traveled 8,000 miles to discover the West for Thomas Jefferson. And I tell those stories because uh, they're, they're incredible stories uh, of adventure, of great distances, of facing incredible odds, but they are a drop in the bucket, a drop in the bucket compared to the journey Jesus makes for you and me. Greatest journey ever taken is the one Jesus took from heaven to earth from heaven to earth. And we're told about this in John chapter 1. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. If you want to follow along, and maybe you've got the U version Bible app or you brought a Bible with you this morning, I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation this morning. The words will also be on the screen. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. In the beginning... can never extinguish it. The Gospel of John starts not with Jesus in the manger, not with wise men and shepherds coming to visit, but it starts uh, in the heavens outside of time, in space. And it does that for one reason. For one reason, so you and I could understand the links Jesus traveled for us. The links he traveled for us. And so that we might just get a glimpse, a glimpse of the incredible love he has for us. John 1 1 refers to Jesus as the word, the Alpha, the beginning. Declaring that Jesus didn't just come from heaven, that he he made it, he created it. It was his place, his dwelling place, perfect in every way. He made not just heaven, but earth as well. And from there he ruled every comfort, every desire, every wish granted. One pastor I read this week uh, described this distance. This distance that uh, Jesus uh, took from heaven to earth. by. He he tried to illustrate it by explaining a trip that he had just taken to Manila. He described the, the terrible living conditions in this country. And the worst off in Manila lived not in the town not in a shanty on the edge of town, but the worst off, the poorest of the poor, they lived at the city dump where everything that is not wanted is discarded. I haven't been to Manila, but I've been to other places with uh, dumps like this where, where people live, and I've seen the just unimaginable situations And the pastor went on to express his surprise when he discovered that not only were the poorest of the poor living amongst this trash, but there was a group of missionaries that lived there as well. And he pointed out that these missionaries, they chose this. They went from lives of relative ease, of relative comfort, to living in this garbage pile with some people that nobody seemed to care about but them and Jesus. It's something like the choice Jesus made to go from heaven to earth. Jesus' journey was not just from heaven to earth, Uh, uh, John's gospel also points out that it was from eternity to time. Again, John 1.1 informs us that before the creation of the world, the word Jesus was there. Take out your history book, Flip through the pages before the American Revolution, before uh, the Roman Empire, before the Bronze Age. Go back as far as you can possibly imagine. And, And the Gospel of John says, before that, before that, Jesus was there. Before time itself began, Jesus was there and we're getting somewhat philosophical here i know but but jesus steps into time itself to be with us to illustrate the distance that jesus traveled the gospel of john gives us a, a picture it's a picture of, of polar opposites of darkness and light Unlike other car, uh, colors, light and darkness, they have nothing in common. If we were making a spectrum of colors, they would be on opposite ends. What the Gospel of John is saying here is, this, is if the question is how far would Jesus travel? How far would Jesus travel to be with you? How far would Jesus travel... demonstrate his love for you, the answer is every distance. Every distance. And not only would he do it someday, like we kind of say, hey, I love you to the moon and back. He's saying, no, I've already done it. I've already traveled this distance for you. Same idea gets reflected in Romans chapter 8 verses 38 through 39, the Apostle Paul says this, I am convinced, I'm convinced after uh, uh, having a relationship with God, after studying scripture, after looking at the character of God, that nothing can separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, angels or demons, neither fears for today or worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. In verse 39, not power in the sky above or earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. There are many stories. Many stories of travel in even the story of Jesus' birth. Mary and Joseph, they travel from Bethlehem, I'm um, from sorry, from Nazareth to Bethlehem to be counted in the census. The The shepherds, they travel from the hills to the manger where Jesus lay. The wise men, they come from great distances. But no distance. No distance is greater than the distance Jesus traveled. And when you search the Bible and you ask the question, why? Why did he come all of this way? One answer comes out again and again, and again. It's because he has this incredible, uh, undeniable, profound love for you and me. And he came to demonstrate that love, to show it to us, to, to show us how to live by it, to show us how to be saved through it. today, As we just get uh, get started with this series, as we just kind of begin to turn our minds to Christmas and what that really means and and what the real point of Christmas is, what I want you to hear, what I want you to focus on, uh, the message of Christmas is this, before the creation of the world. Before time itself began, Jesus determined in his heart. He determined in his heart that he loves you and he loves me, and he would travel any distance to demonstrate that to us. If that sounds too grandiose, If you're saying to yourself, uh, maybe for somebody else he would go that far, but not for me. My life, it's too messed up. I'm too far gone. Listen to Jesus' words. Jesus' own words from Luke chapter 15. Tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. And this made the the Pharisees and the teachers of the religious law of the day complain that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. In other words, he's with the wrong crowd. So Jesus uh, turns to them and he tells them this story. He says, if a man has a hundred sheep and one gets lost, what will he do? won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go and search for the one that is lost until he finds it and when he has found it he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders and when he arrives he will call together his friends and his neighbors and say rejoice rejoice with me because i have lost my i have found my lost sheep In the same way, Jesus says, there is more joy in heaven. More joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than, other, than the 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Jesus says that for himself. That's not me trying to describe Jesus. That's Jesus' own words. He's saying, for just one. For just one, I would search and search and search until I found it. Jesus is saying, for just you, I would travel any distance to demonstrate my love for you. Because he wants us to know the links, the links he's willing to go for you and me. Over 50 years ago, theologian A.W. Tozer said this, What comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. What he was driving at, what he was trying to say there is so often we get a wrong picture of God in our minds and it taints everything else that we see. Maybe this morning you're saying, God wants me to feel the shame that I'm carrying with me. Maybe this morning you're saying, God, if he, if he is there, if he's somewhere up there, he, he's far away, he's aloof, he doesn't really care about us, about me. Maybe you have this picture of God kind of being a pushover, he doesn't really care about your disobedience. Those and Hundreds of other wrong pictures of God are floating in people's minds and, and they're what people see when they read the Bible, when they hear the story of Christmas, when they hear the message that Jesus came to save them. best way. The best way to overcome these false images, these false pictures in our mind is to study the character of God. To study the character of God who the Bible says he is by his nature. And today we have learned. Today we have learned that God loves us relentlessly that he would overcome any obstacle, that he would travel any distance to demonstrate that to us. I've heard this illustration used before, and it fits so well here today. The Department of the Treasury says that there's some $70 million of foreign currency in uh, uh, in circulation today. An agent's job, whose job it is to spot the fake currency, when they're preparing them, they don't study the counterfeits. They study the real thing. Every line, every millimeter, the feel of the paper, every detail. That's what you and I Need to do today it's what we need to do with God we need to get in touch with God's true character the character of grace and love that drove him to travel this incredible distance from heaven to earth for you, for me as Daniel comes forward this morning can we pray about these things God, when we think about the story of Christmas, we so often think of the manger and the animals, Lord, and uh, the shepherds. But God, your story of love for us starts way before that. Starts before Time even began in the Gospel of John so beautifully, points that out, brings it to our attention, reminds us that there's no distance. God did not travel, would not travel to demonstrate his love for us. As we begin to think about Christmas, as we begin to think about uh, this season, God, let us not lose sight of that. Let us respond to this is an incredible demonstration of love. Let us respond today with thankfulness, with gratitude, God. Let that fill our hearts even now. God let us respond with wonder. We don't get all the details, all the hows and the winds and, and just perfectly how everything happened, God, But let us just wonder at the depths and the links of your great love for us. And God let us respond by accepting that love. You teach us in your word that the best way for us to um, to have a relationship with you, the the only way for us to have a relationship with you, to really, truly experience the love and the grace that you came to this earth to show us. It's by having a moment in our heart and in our life where we say, God, I have been in charge of the choices that I've been making, of the direction of my heart and my life, and it's going poorly. It's not just going bad, it's going away from you. We have to say, God, I don't want that anymore. God, what I want is you. What I want is you in my heart, in my life. What I want is you directing me Forgive me of these sins. Forgive me of these choices, God. Your word, your Bible, it tells us And we pray that that you are faithful to forgive us and help us to follow, follow who you are. Help us to remember your great love for us. In your name we pray, oh, amen.